Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We are live at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex here on the South Side. As the Steelers wrapping up day five of the the uh, session of uh, the fifth, I guess it's a session three or phase three of yeah. the OTA Moving along quick though, really is yeah. Uh, and uh, you know we've seen guys come and go from these things, uh, players come and go, uh, but the constants have been the young guys. And I just wanted to uh, you know talk about some of these young guys and, okay. and some of the new guys that the Steelers have, have brought in to the equation. A lot of new guys. Year. There is a lot. Uh, there's a, there's a lot so, of turnover. Yeah. Uh, you know, from you know, the Steelers were able to go out in free agency and and bring in guys. You know, like a, a Miles Jack or mm. like a James Daniels or mm-hmm. a Mason Cole and uh, you know Levi Wallace and yeah. guys who I don't know uh, if you looked at those guys outside of, of Mitch Trubisky because he was a the second overall pick in the draft mm-hmm. or a guy like Miles Jack because he had he you know had a high pedigree he had a high pedigree yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know has, has been a, a pro bowl type player not necessarily household names no but going back to our uh, offseason edition discussion mm-hmm. solid players solid NFL players yeah i mean i think there's a trend with all of them including Trubisky and Jack in that the contracts are very team-friendly, and you can get out of them if things go awry between now and the time they expire. All these guys are young by free agency standard. You know, None of them are older guys that are in their 30s or anything like that. They're pretty much all coming off their first contracts, give or take. And they have some pedigree, but also have a, a lot of experience. And some of those are key positions, too. I mean, corners aren't easy to find. Quarterbacks We've got some breaking news here. Oh, okay. Uh, Stefan Tuitt retiring from football. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, I got a statement here from Omar Khan. I want to thank Stefan for all he did for wow. the Steelers during his eight-year career in Pittsburgh. His success both on and off the field speaks volumes where he is as a person and a player. Stefan has always handled himself with class and maturity as he continues to be a great husband, father, son, and family man in his personal life. Now that he has informed us he is retiring from football, we are thrilled to see what he becomes as a person and a professional after graduating from Notre Dame this past month. We're excited to see what lies ahead in his life and we'll continue to support him in any way we can. Well, I mean, obviously the young man has gone through so, so much in the last year or so. You feel for him, and I'm not speaking for him. I have no idea you know, what's going through his mind. I'm sure he's been really difficult on him, but... Uh, I'm sure football is just not as important anymore or, you know, I mean, he, you know, he's, he's spending his time elsewhere, you know, um, it's unfortunate, you know, cause we've been kind of operating you and I, you know, and I don't know about the guys upstairs, uh, that he would be here and that yeah. he would be an impact player. And we were I think talking the players about all thought he was still going to yeah. come back. I, right. Right. You know, I get it. Maybe he was on the fence and I, I did know that he was finishing up his degree at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I had heard that. Uh, and, and that, you know, maybe he decided that after finishing his degree that, you Explore know. Explore something else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's strange, not strange, but a lot of these guys, 
this era compared to 20 years ago or whatever have plenty of money in the bank they can go explore other options we've seen guys retire a little younger and save their bodies and they don't want to you know you see these documentaries about you know older players in wheelchairs or not being able to move around maybe that's part of it too and they just don't want to beat themselves up have better quality of life late in their lives but um he's a really good player <laughs> we were just talking <laughs> he's about a really him yeah. good player i'm not gonna avoid the elephant in the room they could use him i mean he's a really good player and i don't think leal's a plug and play compliment you know same right. type of dude you yeah. know at all i wonder if they're going to be kind of looking around now yeah uh we mentioned you know a couple of guys one of them signing uh, yesterday with keem hicks yeah that was a name with, right with the dolphins um eddie goldman came to mind too another yeah. bear you know that's been around it's interesting. I mean, I think they have high hopes for Liao and Loudermilk and Alulu coming back, and Wormley had his best season. But none of them are stuff on to it. No. Yeah, um, right. It's it just uh, – it's – it's. I uh, mean, this is late-breaking news, so I don't yeah. know if you know the answer to this. But, like, does that open salary cap space then? It opens – it clears about, I believe, $4.9 million. Okay, for so, this year. For this so year. all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, I know they had money anyway that they could go get whoever. wonder if there's anybody in the trade market or – are they as happy with what they got? I mean, I think it'll speak volumes for what they think of Liao and Loudermilk in particular if they stand pat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may not make a move right away. It might be something that they do like last year. They don't year. have to do it right away. Yeah. Right, right, you know, yeah. you just wait and do something before training camp mm-hmm. and, and, you know, bring that guy, uh, you know, bring whoever you find as a replacement in. But certainly uh, there certainly could be a a quality veteran that's released between now and the start of the season too, or, you know, I mean, there's there's some other guys will pop up or someone's unhappy with the contract that wants traded or whoever, but um, it's a blow. I mean, that certainly is, you know, I've been kind of just brushing it off thinking, oh, he's going to play, you know, I mean, all indicators that I thought were very strong chance he'll play. I just didn't know what you'd see from him as a player or how many snaps. I have a statement here from Stefan Tewitt as well. Okay. Uh, with respect to the Steelers organization, my teammates and coaches, I would like to officially announce that I have come to the decision to retire from the NFL. I am thankful to have had the opportunity to represent the city of Pittsburgh for the past eight seasons and am so blessed to leave this game with my health. After the tragic loss of my brother Richard and upon completing my degree from the University of Notre Dame, I know I'm being called to more beyond the sport of football. I want to thank everyone in love for the love and support that they have shown both on and off the field, and again, want to thank the Rooney family, Coach Tomlin, and the entire Pittsburgh organization. It was an honor and a privilege to play for this historic team. Go Steelers. Yeah, I mean, sometimes life just gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's... It, you know, I cor- get it. Yeah, I get it. and I would imagine, again, just guessing, you know, getting your degree, being away from the team makes it easier to say, I understand this life without football, and I like it, and, you know, I have money in the bank, and go from there, but... It's not good news for the Steelers' season as we stand here on June 1st, though. It is not, because I think all along they kind of felt pretty good about Stephon Tewitt right. coming back, as you their, often mention. Their moves indicated the it. moves indicated that they, yeah. they felt he was coming back. Um, obviously, he had still been at least a little bit on the fence about it. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, so Stephon Tewitt retiring uh, from football at the age of 29. Yeah, and still – Last we saw him, he was a great player, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it's not like, oh, he's starting to decline. Player. Should I yeah. come back or not? I mean, he was as good as I can remember him the last we saw him as a 100% you know, participant. Uh, that's, that's definitely a blow. I mean, my first thoughts are, you know, we, 
and next year's first round pick might be a D lineman. Or would you consider trading a not a premium pick, but a something for somebody on the market now? Or you call in the Eddie Goldmans of the world and there's several of those, Star Luda Lele and guys like that yeah. that have been around the block that are, you know, quality players. And Dominic and Sue. Yeah, that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. He's, yeah. he plays a million snaps every year. Yeah. And he's still good. Yeah. I mean you could you could go get Yeah, guys they just like that. the Bucks just signed somebody instead of Sue. Yes. They signed a brand-name guy that's been around similar. I forget who it is off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, they, they signed Hicks. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, they signed it's Hicks. Actually, so, yeah, so Sue's Bucks probably on the market. The right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 100% of what happened. So, Sue would yeah. be perfect. Yeah, I mean. One-year deal, $5 million or something. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that would be useful. Bring some nasty to your defense, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Sue <laughs> fan. <laughs> I'd be on the phone with him. He can still play. Yeah, I mean, so you, you do clear some cap space. You do clear. You Now you know. Now you know. Yeah. At least it's not two months from now. Right. You know, I mean, I guess the timing could have been better. You'd love to know before the draft, before the off season, but I mean, sooner the better. But yeah. yeah, that's that's late breaking news here, though. It's a lot to react to. Yeah, didn't, didn't yeah. see it coming. I, I didn't either. And you know, I I did a radio show for a couple of years with Stefan. Yeah. Um, you know, a few years ago, and got to know him a little bit, and um, just a, a a fine young man. I say mm-hmm. young. He's twenty nine now. He's younger now. Um. And, you know, he wanted to be great. You know, he mm-hmm. wanted to be. Uh, you never got the impression that football wasn't important to him. No, or he just, I no. mean, there, there, a lot of players just play because they're good at it and it makes money. But yeah. I, I never got that impression with him. No, I never did either. And, you know, I think that, that the, the shock of the loss of his brother. Um, just changed the way you look at the world. You know, he was he, he was in the process. I, he, Tom Reed wrote a story about it um, on DK Pittsburgh Sports a, mm-hmm. a couple of months ago about Stefan giving the eulogy for his brother, mm. um, and he, he got the chance to see the eulogy and how Stefan was talking about, you know, his, his brother died just before he had a chance to ask him to be the godfather of, of his, of oh, his wow. child. Things, wow. I mean, they were close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and Not the timing's ever good, but something like that. You don't know how that's or, going yeah, to right. somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Or the rest of the Tewitt family and all the people that touched and, you know, all the people. T- Stefan's probably been... Spending a lot of time with since then, you know, and I'm sure there's some practicality of it too. Like, am I in football shape? Am I, you know, how far away am I until being able to? Do I want to try? Do I want to work? To get how back important into football it shape? to me is now? Yeah. I have this degree and whatever it is he's studying, and I want to go pursue that. And you know, everyone can make their own decisions, but I mean, I, I always, I'm always gonna look at it through a football perspective, and I was certainly counting on him and he's gonna be hard to replace there are some options that would be okay and i do think some of the in, um, guys that are already in the building can step up you know we didn't even mention adams i think adams flashed here a little bit too i mean it, it, he's a, a keeper to me i think loudermilk's gonna be a really good player um i just wrote an article about liao i have mixed feelings about him but he certainly could hit but he's gonna be different than to it and uh, none of those guys I mentioned, to, or, well, I guess Adams, none of them are dominant run stuffers. But I also think there's a misnomer that the only way to stop the run here is put a lot of beef in the middle of the defensive line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's more to it than that. You know, Not just everyone just runs at the nose tackle anymore, you know. Right, yeah. So uh, interesting. Um, that is the, interesting. the breaking news here on Steelers Nation Radio. Stefan Tuitt announcing his retirement at the age of 29. Hmm. Um the first big uh, move. This will be the first big decision for Omar Khan. I guess so. As the GM. New guy in charge. Do you go get a new guy? Do you, right. Do you, do you, I'm sure they're talking about these things now. Okay, so now we know 
now what do we do? Now you're on mm-hmm. the phone with with those. Sue's you know, a good name. You're looking at those, yeah. I think yeah, he could do the exact same role. He's just an older version, and he's been an unbelievable snap eater. Yeah. But I wouldn't want him and to durable. do that here. Yeah. Durable, tough, you know, somewhat of a mercenary bouncing between teams. But, I mean, that's not uncommon at that age either. And he can still get it done. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, that's it one that would be I super would, expensive. I would, you know, get on the on the phone and, you know, all right, what do you think about coming to Pittsburgh? Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Him and Cam could be buds, you know. That would be a pretty formidable. And no doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. And he brings some toughness. Oh, he brings a lot of toughness and leadership and some of those type of things, too. Yeah, he would be, he would be my first call. I would think he would be a guy, too, that would enjoy playing for Mike Tomlin. I would think so, too. Uh, the physicality in which he plays with. He's a throwback type. He's about as good of a defensive line prospect as I ever saw. That was 100 yeah. million years ago, but him yeah. in Nebraska was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So that would be one to, to look at. As you mentioned, Eddie Goldman, another one. Um, you could take mm-hmm. that a different way, too. You could, you could, uh, you know, go get a nose tackle type. I think Goldman's more of a nose, goes, uh, even though he's is, yeah. you know, long-armed and, and 6'5"-ish. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and play a Lulu more at defensive end as well, mm-hmm. you know, things, of, things of that nature. That's true. You get a bigger version of a Lulu. And plus Adams is there, too, that yeah. has some of those you know, qualities. We'll see. Uh, you're right. I mean, that's maybe the most interesting storyline now is, okay, Omar, congratulations. But you got the job. <laughs> yeah, now. This, this, this job happens pretty quick. React you know? to this. Yeah, there's no honeymoon. <laughs> there's definitely not that. Uh, but we'll uh, see. Yeah, maybe we'll even pull up a uh, a D line list here at some point the rest of the show and just throw out a couple names. I mean, we've done that before, but um, I'm, I'm scanning my brain as we think too. Is there anybody that's unhappy with a contract on a on a team? Um, Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd be cheap. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good defensive line, though. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> That would not be bad. He probably wouldn't object to coming to this city either. That would be a uh, seven sure sack gonna, defensive line. How many questions have we gotten already? Should Joe should they sign? Or should they make a trade for Aaron Donald? I'm sure the Rams would be thrilled just to give him away after winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be one I might be willing to give up a couple first round draft picks for. Boy, that would be the best defense in the league. Yeah, I mean easily in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> similar, not a similar style at all. But who cares? I mean, yeah. Coach Tomlin said Go that many times that. <laughs> Transcendent players, we don't care about whether their scheme fits or not. You know, we're not yeah. saying we know anything. You're right, that. guys. Just... Don't get your hopes up. I mean, we're just spitballing here, <laughs> reacting live on the air. Uh, I like the Namakong Sioux route, but uh, Donald's interesting. He has some ties to this building. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, just saw him working out here this morning. So. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Work something out. Why don't you stick around? Yeah, why don't you why don't you hang around? Uh, we're gonna take another break, Matt. Here, uh, so. Uh, when we come back, we're going to hear from Kevin Dotson, uh, one of the guys that uh, Wes Euler and Ar- Arthur Moats sat down with earlier today here on Steelers. He could be Mason a Radio. comeback player of the year type of guy, too. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if he goes back to being a high-end guard, nah, now you're talking. Yeah, now you are talking. So we'll hear from him when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to uh, live coverage here from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex here during Steeler OTA sessions. We'll be back with more right after this. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. 
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, as we mentioned uh, in the last segment, uh, Kevin Dotson sat down with Wes Euler and Arthur Motes earlier today. Uh, so I thought we'd play that back and allow people to hear what uh, Dotson had to say. Yeah, I think it's a critical year for him. Um, not have to block stuff on two of them practice in camp anymore. There's so that. <laughs> there's yeah. that. So um, with all respect to Kendrick Green, I know he's getting you know, thrown in there at the guard position. And it seems like Dotson's had a little bit of a tumultuous last year or so. I really think he's going to be a foundation guard for this this team. You know, yeah. I, I have a lot of high hopes for him to be a, a quality starter for a long time. Yeah. So uh, let's hear what Kevin Dotson had to say. And we are joined by starting left guard of your Pittsburgh Steelers, number 69, Kevin Dotson. Talk to me, man. How, how you feeling? You look great, by the way, man. Hey, I feel great, man. I'm man. ready to get it, get it started up, man. Let's go. Now, we know it's hot to us. <laughs> We've been talking about the heat. We've been having wardrobe changes and stuff like that. I see you out here long sleeves and everything, man. This heat's not bothering you at all? Not in the least bit? <laughs> Hey, they got some cool breezes out here, man. I don't oh know. <laughs> this ain't nothing, man. I just seen people pass out. <laughs> I'm telling you. Man. Uh, but talk to us, man. How's this year's OTAs been going for you, man? You know, this is, what, year three now, man? Growing up fast. Quick. This, yes, this is the, man. I never thought I'd call this fast, man. I ain't going to lie. But the OTAs, man, like, it's always good to start off like this, but it's going to be that good on good that make you better. Yeah. Like, my first year. The thing that made me good was going against Tewitt and Cam mm-hmm. and on practice squad. So when I got in, if you're not going on their level, Facts. you easy. I'm like, <laughs> so so that I can't wait to get to that part. Yeah. What did your uh, your off season look like? You've obviously had a couple go rounds at this now, right? Um, entering into your third year, did you do anything different this off season? What did the last last few months look like for you? Definitely had way more rehab stuff mm, okay. than uh, I did my first year, and I got hurt this year, so you know yeah. I had to do more rehab. But I definitely added more recovery to my stuff. That's kind of something that you learn when you get yeah. around the old heads. They kind of tell you how they do their stuff. Got to take care of that body, Got man. It. Come on. That's your yeah. money maker. Hey, so I like I used to be like real cheap with it. Like <laughs> I don't want to go here and do this. And like oh, no, I just man. go home and take a nap. Oh, no, 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 no. no <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, that used to be my recovery. Oh, so I'm no. like, nah, I spend this go home and take a nap. Oh, Lord. <laughs> nah, nah, I'll spend some bread on it. I do four or five things during the week, you know. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's no, that's good. I see the maturity, the growth. Yeah. That's growth yeah. right there, right. man. Yeah, that's growth. growth. Definitely sure. take care of your body, man. Come on. That's how you're going to make the big bucks, baby. I know Without that. a doubt, man. But um, every year when you come into OTAs, we always talk about, man, what is it that you're working on? What is that thing that you've self-evaluated and said, you know what, this part of my game I want to improve upon? What is that for you right now? Mine was just being comfortable at left. Mm. All my whole life and I played right. right guy. Yeah, yeah. So when they threw me at left, I'm like, I could take, I could do it, but yeah. every set was feeling kind of uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. It, they kind of, it's kind of good to not be comfortable because right. you you think about it more. So you think about where your foot should be. Right, more detail oriented with it. And on the right, right, I'm just autopilot. Yeah, going. But when I'm on left, I have to think. Okay, boom, hands, 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 hands. Like it was way. It was a it was a big change, but now I'm feeling a little more comfortable yeah. with it. So I could take my sets and actually think about what's happening instead of just going. Well, I was going to say, go a little bit more in depth with that, too, because I know the casual listener, they're like, man, as a guard, their feet aren't even staggered like tackles. It should be easy to go right, left, man. Why is it so difficult playing on one side versus the other? Just talk about that for the listener right Just now, man. being on the right side, your brain is wired different. <laughs> yes. Like, legit, legit, your muscles are different. Like, when I moved to left, I started having pains <laughs> because my body was so configured to it. Yeah. Like, this right foot was permanent 
like almost That's like I had to go to chiropractor yeah. like yeah. to get it like started helping mm-hmm. it uh, straighten out because once I moved to the left, this started having a lot of pain. Mm. The ankle started having pain because it just wasn't used to that yeah. movement. And like stuff that was I wasn't using was weak. So mm. when I changed you gotta be able to build, start building that stuff up, and that's yeah. a lot of stuff I was doing over there. I definitely like that, no, man. I, do. I like yeah. that as well too. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, new offensive line coach in, in Pat Meyer this year has as how's that process been like? What's it like working with him? Is is he been key in that you know switching from from right to left side for you oh, as well too? I, I love working with him, man. He, he's he's very uh, informational. He really he'll really sit down and teach you, really help you yeah. get what he's really talking about. He's not a a rah-rah yelling mm-hmm. type guy, you know, so he, he's 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 really trying to get you there yeah. without having to force you there, you know. Mm-hmm. He just wants you to, to understand what he's coming from. Now, I like that, man. And speaking of, man, with this old line, we know you have some new additions as well, man. Um, obviously bringing in James Daniels, uh, Mason Cole as well. Just talk about, man, what this group is looking like now because it's completely revamped from a year ago, man, with, you know, multiple new pieces in terms of the starting five right now. Yeah. But I feel it's it's kind of a good. We don't really have any real vets. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of, it can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. But I feel like it's a good thing because we all coming up at the same time. Yeah. And even though they're young, but they have experience. Mm-hmm. So James, he's been in the league four or five years. Yeah. Four or five years. Mm-hmm. So they can still teach, but they still learn at the yeah. same time. And and that helps us if we can all come at the same time. That's mm. perfect. No, absolutely, yeah. man. One of the things that, that, you know, the Moats and I get questions about on the show, you know, callers, tweeters, that type of thing, the leadership element of the offense. Mm-hmm. You know, Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro aren't here anymore. Ben Roethlisberger has retired. As you mentioned, it's a, it's a very young group. Is that something you guys are cognizant of? And, and in your mind, have you seen anybody kind of stepping into that, that leadership-type role for the offense? I think um, James, he's not, he's not like a, a real rah-rah guy, mm-hmm. but – he definitely knows what he's talking about. So we, we follow him when we feel like he, he really yeah. knows. When you know it, somebody somebody knows what he's talking about, you know you that listen, you can absolutely. listen to him. So he'll, he'll tell you something that could possibly help you or he see that your feet could be messing up or you, mm. you might be going a little too aggressive when you could be setting back a little bit. Like it, he does the little, little stuff. Yeah. 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 Once again, man, just had to get my uh, – I know. Mike. Yeah, it's a tradition Coach, now. Coach, Coach Tomlin, T, come over here since slander my way while I'm talking. I'm trying to yep. conduct the interview. Always go, Dukes. You know, <laughs> just try to be respectful in the middle of this whole situation here. But, yeah, this is what I deal with with the boss, man. You know, yeah. yeah Rivals right there, man. You know that's how it goes, man. But um, <clears throat> going back to this uh, – to <laughs> going back to this offense, though, man, obviously we know this is Matt Canada taking that next step, right? Year number two being the OC. Just talk about, man, what that has felt like for you guys in terms of could you feel any difference in the communication? Can you feel any difference in the styles of calls this year in comparison to last year? Or even just his comfort level as being the OC now? I think it's it's one of those things where he just he can kind of run his offense a little more mm. uh, fully the way he wants to. Yeah. You know, kind of last year there was kind of a little bit tailoring to Ben, but you got to. That's 18, yeah, absolutely. 18 absolutely. years you got to do kind of stuff what he's comfortable with. Yeah. So. You know, now he's going to be – he has new quarterbacks. He got everybody. He kind of can run it exactly how he wants to, and, and this is his chance to, like, really prove himself. So yeah. I think I think that's what he, he's looking for this year. Ah, good, good. More – like, with that as well, too, more Matt Canada influence in the offense, you know, with, yeah. with a, a younger, maybe some more mobility than, than Ben had, at, you know, at his age? That's, that's definitely uh, one of the main things is just, like, there's more movement. Mm. There's a lot of more confusion, I believe. 
I would say as a defender, we hate movement on offense. <laughs> we like when y'all just line up and, yeah. and play this tough role, man. Like, yo, make it simple like that. Yeah. All that moving back and forth motion, flipping formations. All formations yeah. going on. Yeah, that, that, that's right. a nightmare that's to deal right. with. We don't want to deal with that <laughs> stuff, man. Not at all. But um, we know we're going to have new quarterbacks this year, right? Or at least a new quarterback in comparison to who Ben Roethlisberger was because now he's retired. Just talk about, man, your initial uh, impression of those three guys in their competition. Not necessarily saying, hey, man, I think this guy's playing better, but just what you like about each of those guys in your uh, interactions with them. You know, I, I always liked uh, Rudolph. I like him. I, I, we always, like, even when I was in um, practice squad, we yeah. were with him, so I, I know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch, he's been doing good since he's been out here. Everybody, every quarterback back there I feel comfortable with. Good, good. Okay. I was like, I didn't care. Who was back there? Like I, always, I'll be telling people, I'm like, I don't care if they put Najee at uh, <laughs> Go at Wildcat, Wildcat all year. Hey, I'm gonna block the same for whoever back yeah. there, man. So, I'm, I'm happy for with everybody, who anybody who back there. So I'm, I'm cool with it. Okay, okay. Last one I've got for you. I got to ask about training camp and Latrobe and St. Vincent College, right? Um, this is gonna be your first time there. The last two years have been here at Heinz Field. Is there any excitement amongst that around the team? What, what's the vibe on going back to Latrobe? I feel like for a lot of us, just this is gonna be our first time getting the real experience. Yeah. There's a lot of team, a yeah. lot of people on the team ain't never been to Latrobe, so I think more than half. It's yeah. different, yeah. Like, man. I've been, a, I've been a Steelers fan my whole life, and I never got to go to Latrobe. Oh so man, I never, yeah. I never got to see this stuff. This so. the rite of passage, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You it get is to be a, a real Steeler, you know, kind of thing. Now, 100, percent man. Well, the last question I have for you um, is basically going into this season, what are your goals? For you individually, man, as an offensive lineman, man, you're trying to be a pro bowler, all pro. Like, what's, what's, what, when you go to sleep at night, what do you say, you know what, this is what I want to accomplish this season? Uh, I definitely have the pro pro bowl goal. You know, I, I've been having that since started. Uh, I told me and my friends. you're definitely talented enough. Yeah. Like, that's never been a question. That's, that's the main thing. I feel like I haven't showed my my true potential. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people tell, tell you you have good potential. Yeah. I want to be able to prove it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, and, like, me and my friends, I got a friend on the Dolphins, uh, Robert Hunt. I'm, yeah, I think y'all uh-huh. seen uh, mm-hmm. one who got the little touchdown yeah. and stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, me and him, like, soon as we got drafted, we made that pack a Hall of Fame. Let's go. Hey, we got to start it. Go. You got to start it up sometime. Oh, facts. So, so, I think this could be the year. Nah, I like it, man. I yeah. like it. And we definitely hope so as well, man, because all of us are big fans of what you've been able to do since you've been here, and we know you still got a lot more to prove out there, man. Yeah. So, Kevin Dyson, ladies and gentlemen, number 69 in your program, but number one in your hearts. <laughs> Thanks Appreciate for the time, you man. as always, sure. man. That was Kevin Dotson earlier today with Wes Euler and Arthur Motes as they uh, talked about uh, well, how things are going for the, yeah. the young He's now a third-year guy. Yeah, and there's no more excuses. It's time to, you know, I mean, the whole line in general, I, I say this all the time, has a, a weird and remarkable, you know, um, blend of youth and experience, and it applies to him as well. No more excuses and no more, boy, that was a nice steal of a guy that didn't go to the combine. You know, that looks like a nice pick. No, he's going to come in and, and be a foundational player on a young offense, a guy they run behind on fourth and one. I mean, uh, his protection on his best days were very good. Um, I still have high hopes, you know, but as Moat said, you know, I mean, he still has a lot to prove. He still has a lot to work on here, yeah. Yeah, uh, if you actually, if you look at their offensive line starters, um, he is he has fewer starts than Dan Moore Jr. Yeah, I kind of think of him as like the foundation in some ways, as the guy you could count on. And he I think that's four not games fair as a yet. rookie in ten games last year. He has fourteen career starts. Yeah, yeah. And so, 
Oh, not that he's getting old, but all of a sudden it's year three. It's time to put up or shut up. Time to put up or shut up. Be a 17-game starter and be a quality player. And I think he's very capable. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the things that um, was kind of disappointing, to I think, to the organization last year, that he was not able to come back after suffering that injury, that ankle injury in week 10. Felt like they were um, counting on him. And missed the last seven games of the season and the playoff game. Like, that's a lot of time to miss. Mm Um, and I know it's small potatoes, but, I mean, at least, I mean, if you're just looking at the optimistic side of that, a guy like LeGlue got a chance, and now he might have an NFL career because of it. I mean, yeah, he yeah. won him as a backup, though. I mean, right, yeah. You know, but, but, but still. But he showed you he can play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there are more guys guy. in the mix than just those five or six that we talk about all the time with the O-line. Yeah, I expect the offensive line to be better. I think it'd be better. I don't yeah. think it's going to be a top half of the league line. Yeah. I mean, that would shock me, but, but I think it'll be better. But if it's in the top, you know, last year if we looked at the uh, the, the advanced metrics from Football Outsiders, and I think they had them 28th, right. the 28th best line. What if they can get that up to 22 this year? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, let alone a 15-ish or something like that. That might be a little optimistic. Had a couple O-line coaches, though, too. I mean, I think some stability yeah. there would be good would you know, as well. And. You know, a uh, different quarterback will have an, a massive impact in, in, in both positive and negative, you know, yeah. in terms of protection and uh, the right calls and things like that, too. And so I think there's a lot well, of change. Matt, that, the, you know, that the, the, they're able to do things schematically different mm-hmm. than the way they were able to last year, what they were able to right. put, you know. You couldn't do as many rollouts. You couldn't do – I mean, like play action is going to spike dramatically. Yeah. Mean, and that helps the O-line a ton you yeah. know, in, in protection. All those things, like you said, yeah. Misdirection is going to help the run game. And, you know, putting putting those defenders in conflict is the words you're going to hear a lot. And, and that yeah. helps the line. And the thing that I, I like the best about that line is that it's young mm-hmm. and we'll have an opportunity to grow together. Yeah, I think that's important, too. You know, just the – the continuity aspect is super important for offensive linemen for a multitude of reasons, just knowing how different people handle stunts. And I, I keep referencing these podcasts I've been listening to, but Mitchell Schwartz was on one the other day and just answering listening, listener questions. And he said, people don't think of, think of things like this, like with continuity. Like my guard to my left, he was a right tackle. He had a few of them. Some of them have a really wide stance. And if he has a really wide stance – he might step on my toes. Right, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, i got to be a little more conscious of it. You know, little things like that. <laughs> right. And we're tripping all over each other. You know, like, everyone has a slightly different style, and they're not all the same. So I need to adjust to him because he's going to be a foundation piece to his, you know, to Schwartz's left. Yeah. So, you know, little things like that. And and I think that, you know, when you look at this this line, the youth, I mean, they, they're built to, to move. They're built to, to block on the move. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I always looked at Dotson as just a, as more of a pile mover, you know, big bodied guy. But he has a lot better feet than that. He's better in yeah. protection than that. I think that was selling him short when they, when he drafted him. I thought he was just kind of a masher because he had a mentality of finishing, and I kind of lumped him in the old school guard bracket. But I think they very much are stressing movement skills from their offensive line. These guys all look athletic. Out. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they don't need the big. Why, but with all with all respect to like a Ramon Foster, he wouldn't fit in nowadays. Yeah. You know, that's Zach not what Banner they're after. Wouldn't have fit here. What's that? Zach Banner wouldn't have fit here. No, anymore. that's a good point. That's a no. good point. I, I think they want these guys moving laterally, pulling. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of stuff on the move, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. But we're going to take another break. All right. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that impact of the Stefan Tuitt retirement. Right after this. 
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, of course, the big news of the day is that yeah. Stephon Tuitt has announced his retirement from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, uh, well, that may ask, uh, beg the question, where do the Steelers go from here? Let me read down this list of okay. available free agent. I think doing nothing is an option as well. It is. You know, yeah. I mean, usually they keep six. They have six guys I think they like that are probably going to make this team no matter what. But, but um, you know, uh, why would you not kick the tires on somebody? Yeah, so uh, going down the list here, Corey Peters. Nah. No. Eh, I mean, that doesn't do much for yeah. me. Jack Crawford. No. This isn't Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> right. Uh, Matt Dickerson. No. Zach Kerr. John Kaminsky. Jonathan Bullard. Mike Pennell. None of those are yeah, that doesn't better me. than what they have. Right. Right. Uh, Tyler Davison. Tyler Davison. Uh, no. He's no. been around for a while. Yeah. Brandon Williams. Maybe. I mean, yeah, if, if you he, want to go that nose tackle, yeah. Right. I mean, if he can pass a physical and all those things, I think he had some lower body injuries and he's 350 pounds or whatever. So yeah. he would be a true nose, and that would make some sense. Uh, Xavier Kelly was another Raven. No, yeah, no. Not, not so much. Uh, how about uh, Justin Zimmer from the uh, Bills? I don't know. I'm not familiar with Mr. Zimmer's yeah. work. How about Star Lutalele from the Bills? Maybe um, he, he, the star is kind of off him a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was the, the shine is off the star a little bit with him. He had a, a very good early career. Now he doesn't seem to be super sought after, partially because he's really only a nose. Yeah, and he's missed some time in the last couple of years. Yes, but yes. I mean, at the right price, I wouldn't balk at it. You he's know? thirty-two. Is he thirty-two? Yeah. Okay. The guy that really interests me again is Eddie Goldman. Yeah, I like he's Eddie twenty-eight. Gold. He's younger than you think, too. Yeah. yeah, he's like 6'5 with long arms, but 350. You know, yeah. I mean, he doesn't look like a Hampton Steed nose, but that's what he is. And, you know, he's not going to run run plays down at the sideline, but he's still good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, he I would be an impact why he's guy. He's still here. available. Right that's now. what I'm trying to figure I mean, out, too. I get it. Nose tackles aren't. They're not for everyone. Yeah. Not yeah, everybody not needs everyone. them, not right. everybody uses them. Um, it, it's, There's more supply than demand. Yeah, Goldman's not going to give you a ton on the pass rush, but no. he's not a stiff. I, I can't remember what his story was last year. I think he missed a fair amount of time. Yeah. So a lot of these guys might have a lingering injury or something, right. and you know, so that is a hard thing for us to comment on. But on paper, he's clearly the best option, and maybe even like on a two-year deal. Yeah, I would sign him for multiple. Again, he's, yeah, he's 28 years old, so mm-hmm. you're still going to get good years out of him. Yeah, like a Brandon Williams is interesting, but he's a one-year, right. you know. You know Rental. Yeah, Rental, you know, 15 snaps a game guy. Larry Ogunjobi. If he can pass a physical. If he can pass a physical, right. because he couldn't do that. Where did he go? He went. The to Bears gave Chicago. him pretty good yeah. money as soon as free agency opened. He's also a pass rusher. He's a well-rounded defensive tackle, you know, but he could certainly hold the nose. Um, maybe his... Injuries are better now than they were. That was when the free agency opened. I mean, two months ago, something like that. Yeah. So they, they, the Bears obviously didn't have homework to sign him. That they couldn't have thought, boy, this is a catastrophic injury. So yeah. and then all of a sudden things dried up. There's not a lot of teams in the market to sign free agents right now. No, and it doesn't hurt your. Uh, none of these guys do. It hurt your comp, your yeah. comp pick equation. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. How about Malik Jackson? I liked him, but I liked him when he was a Bronco yeah. before he was a <laughs> before he was a Jag. Now he's know. thirty-two. You know, yeah, he was sort of a DND tackle tweener type. Yeah. I mean, he's not a nose. How about Antoine Woods? He's more of a nose, yeah. but 
I'm not sure he's better than what they got. Stout, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's a lot better than what they have. Yeah. Um, you want to get that room better. I mean, if you yeah, have six right. guys you like to keep the seventh one, he better be a guy that plays a fair amount. Linval Joseph. He's the a lot same. of these guys are nose tackle type. Like, yeah, right, a lot right. Of nose tackles out there. Again, I mean, he can still suck up a double team. I mean, that's for sure. He's the same comments as Brandon Williams. I would say had yeah. a good career, um, big time run sufferer. I, I, I hesitate to mention this guy, but because he's bounced around, you want to talk about a a guy who has been a uh, kind of a a mercenary, mm. Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. I don't know that he fits. I don't either. I mean, on his best day, he was a three-technique penetrator yeah. type. He's not built like a Tuit or a Hayward either. He's a little more low to the ground. I don't think. Christian Ringo. My John Ringo. <laughs> um, I don't know much about him. Okay. he's Yeah, he's 30. He's been around the league yeah, for a while. Yeah. That, yeah. Danny Shelton. He was that guy, but he was never that good at never it. Never that good at yeah, it. Yeah, right. Uh, would you take a shot on Robert and DK? He has a lot of off-the-field stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think he's for them. Um, and Dominican Sue, we mentioned. Yes, we about that him. one I like a lot. Oh, I know. He's been playing forever, yeah. but he's still playing pretty well. Yeah. And, again, he plays a ton of snaps. I would think he'd like a scenario where he doesn't have to play 100% of the snaps. Um, one name that won't be on that list is – a lot of talk that Derek Wolf could get cut. Yeah. yeah, and he's a quality tough guy. You know that you'd yeah. want on your you'd rather play with than against type of dude. Yeah, and it'd yeah. be an interesting rotation piece. Staying healthy. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Uh, Steve McClendon. Wow, he's thirty six. I know he's old. All right, all right. But I obviously mean, familiarity. Uh, no, he's a nose. Yeah. Um, you know, you're looking to get 15, 20 snaps a game out of a guy mm-hmm. like that. So there's like five of them that are pure noses that we mentioned yeah. that you could kind of sift through the the red flags yeah you know it's like to me sue and goldman and Ogunjobi are different than that yeah like they're good players if they're right they're going to play a lot of snaps and be yeah. you know useful the fact that nobody assigned them at this point tells me that maybe they aren't quite i wonder if sue's even like thinking about retirement or you know what i mean yeah. I, I wouldn't think goldman is I wouldn't think not at 28 not at his think. age right yeah. it's not like he's got a fortune in the bank by nfl standards either but he's interesting yeah. So do you, your bet, do you think they would add a guy? I think he at least kicked the tires. I think he called consider all it. those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because, if again, if you can get better. Right. That's the thing. That's the, that's what you want to do there. Mm-hmm. Because now you know. And, and the, th- the what we're not privy to is what, what you just listen there, maybe eight names, including the Linvel Jofstas and Brandon Williams of the, of the world, that have had good careers. We don't know that those players still want to play. What injuries are they fighting? Do they have a bottom line dollar that they'll only play for? Right. Do they not want to be involved in camp? Like if I'm on Linvel Joseph, I'm not real psyched about going to Latrobe <laughs> for you know, <laughs> in the 95 degree right. sun. You know, just sign me and I'll I'll show up and I'll stop the run. As, and, as Casey Hampton used to say about his position, it's not real hard. I go left, I go right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what Linvel Joseph or Brandon Williams would be. Yeah. Do they need to be doing sprints and you know killing themselves in the summer? Probably not. Well, that's one thing that Tomlin does a a really good job of of kind of taking care of his veteran players. He does. I think I know not all all fans love that. Oh, he's giving his his day off. There's right, right. You got to manage these guys a little bit. A lot. Yeah. And sports science has come a long way too. That's why they have these trackers on them. Like, hey, you're beating these guys up too much. It's now a negative impact to have them out here working. I mean, saving their bodies is unbelievably important. Yeah. No, I think this would be a. 
this would be a friendly destination for any of them. You yeah, know, like, I mean, uh, I right, think right. So because there's, you know, I mean, you're going to be part of a good defense. You're going to be part of a good. Defense. You're going to be part of a defense that allows you to get after the passer. Mm-hmm. And it's Cam and Watch show. You yeah. know, they're going to. You'll be a piece. You'll be a spoke in the wheel, and you know, I think that's a positive. And and there's it's a two way street too. I mean, I'm sure people have figured this out by now, but I'm sure the agent for five of those players has called the Steelers in the last hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like hey, my guy's ready. A, yeah, yeah, my you guy's know, in good shape. He's, he's in good ready shape. To go. Yeah. And a lot of those things are agent relations. You know, if the Steelers have a great relationship with an agent that they trust, oh, we believe that your guy's in shape because you've never screwed us over before, you know. So um, that's kind of how that works, too. I'm sure people are calling the Steelers. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking. I wonder who's tradable, too. Like, I'm not psyched about giving up future picks or anything like that, but is there a D-tackle that I can't think of that is on the market? I know Fletcher Cox's name was out there a while ago, but they extended him. That's not going to happen. Dominican Sue is a bus cook. Agent. I don't it's know much about agents. I'm just trying to. Yeah, a lot of these guys have good relationships with the sure. Steelers. The bus cook's a guy that. Uh, As I know the, the name, yeah. yeah, I'm sure they've worked with them before. Yeah, yeah. So no, Sue would be interesting. He made uh, last year. Um, he still carries a 6.8 million cap hit for the uh, for Tampa for Tampa. Like, yeah, I wonder what he'd be asking. Uh, he had a, his his uh, base salary last year was his cap hit was 3.2 million. His base salary was one and a half. And you get a little signing bonus there, and they gave voidable years. They had four voidable years. So, if you just open five from two, it it was a one-year, ten point two million dollar deal. Mm, okay, I was thinking like spending four on one of these guys. You could like still that. you could still work it that way. You could still work it that again, way again if yeah. you want to use voidable years with that, mm-hmm. um, or an option of some sort. Or, yeah. you know. interesting. Now those names aren't bad. Uh, Ogan Joby to me is interesting. Actually, it was a one-year, nine million dollar deal. So you could, they could okay. afford it. They could afford it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would be helpful, no doubt about that. He would fit any scheme. And I like it. Yeah. So we'll see what uh, over here over the next week or so. That's the thing, you know. Last year, if you look at what the Steelers did, this is right around the time last year. It was actually right after minicamp that they found out that David DeCastro was done. I guess it was about this time. And then they went out and signed Trey Turner Mm -hmm. immediately after that because it cleared up some additional cap space. Yeah, yeah. And you you had a hole. You needed a guy. They were a lot cap tighter at that point than they were this offseason. But still, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, those things happen. Some of these guys take a while to decide what their future is or medical determines it for them, like with David, and, you know, that's rough. The Steelers went into this week uh, with about $12 million in cap space, so the the addition – Additional space to get from from uh, to its retirement gets them up to about seventeen. And so, then they again, you can afford to do some things here. I would guess. Are all the draft picks signed? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I mean, they still have some money for that. They still have to punt, sign Pickett and I believe Calvin Austin. So, so they probably want seven of that for draft picks and stuff to do during the year. Yeah. And that gives you ten to play with, which you could roll over, and you know, it's not like you have to spend right, it. I mean, right. there, there's it's benefits. Not burning to that. the hole in your pocket. No, but that could be a D lineman. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't give 10 to Sue, but if you give half of that to Sue or somebody like that. or be willing to bet there were some meetings taking place right upstairs from us I, be- <laughs> I bet there are. Right. Having this exact discussion. Yeah, yeah. But the, the names we just spit out there, I would live with 8 to 10 of them, you know, yeah. and depending yeah. on their role. You know, Brandon and you Williams. Don't, you don't give them Joseph. a big guarantee or anything. I mean, if they come in and they show up and they're not, mm-hmm. they don't make you a better team, then you, okay, well. We're, Such is life. Yeah. yeah. But I wonder if a guy like Hargrave you could get back. I bet not. I know. I don't think I so. Think that, I think yeah, I, I don't think. I think Philly's in it to win it. Yeah. And they just want a, a stud D tackle room. But I'm trying to think of just other names that have been 
thrown out there as potential trade candidates or cut candidates that are currently on a team. There'll be some guys. There'll be more. I just don't know many right now. Yeah, the other interesting thing about this is June 1st is tomorrow. It's today. Today. Yeah, it's today. Yeah, so there could be some June 1st cuts that. uh, Yeah, there will be a a wave of those. I'm not sure who those names are. I know, like, Deion Jones is a guy that's supposed to get cut, and I might dig into that tonight. Maybe there's a a waiver wire action with June 1st. Yeah, so you never know how that will work out. Um, There's Hmm. always. You there know, are options. Nobody expected Joe Hayden to be released. No, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, we've said this for a while before this news. I bet there's three guys that aren't current Steelers that will be on this team on opening day that aren't here yet. Yeah. You know, just the way it works. Two or three. One of them might be Joe Hayden. I mean, who knows? Yeah. And, you know, I think it matters, you know, when people talk about when you see the lists every year of coaches that, that players want to go play for, coaches that, yep. that, that they'd love to play for. Mike Tomlin's always top, the top three top of in list. that list. Right. Especially for these veteran guys, like you said, he understands how to monitor them, bring them along at the right pace. But they also know the league. They've had yeah. friends that would have played for Tomlin. Or you, you or know you, what I mean? You, get, you know, Cam, Cam Hayward's been at the Pro Bowl the last six years. I'm sure he's made some friends there. And you oh, call, of course. You call course. Cam and say, Cam, hey, uh, what's it like to play for Coach T? Yeah, you know, what's, I'm torn between two teams here. You know, what do you what do you think? So there's always some salesmanship that goes on there as well. Oh, yeah, and players will tell each other the truth. I mean, yeah. they're friends. I mean, if there's if a player's not loyal to a team, he'll tell them, I wouldn't come here if I were you. Yeah. You know, I don't not, think there's much of that here. No, 100%. So it'll be interesting here it'll in be the next uh, week or so. And Keep could, our ears peeled. could be something they wait and do after – yeah, Eddie I wouldn't camp. expect something wouldn't to happen something tomorrow. Imminent. Like yeah. when we're sitting here tomorrow, like, wow, they signed a, you know, I don't they know. They signed Eddie Goldberg. <laughs> right. He's going to be here in next, <laughs> you know, for <laughs> camp next week. But they've done, they've you know, when Miles Jack got released, mm-hmm. they jumped immediately on that. Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden got yeah, released. They right, jumped right, immediately right. on that. Yeah. I mean, there are guys that when the, I think we've said it this way, like when the league gives you a gift, you just take it. You know, yeah. when a bad team doesn't know what they're doing. So you if somebody it. gets cut free, that the, oh, we got to take June one. It. Yeah. yeah, it's a good point about the June one thing. I hadn't thought about that, but that is a big deal in the the league year. Yeah, June one. So yeah. we'll see if uh, what happens here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, again, but uh, Stefan Tuit announcing his retirement. I- I'm kind of surprised actually because me too. Everybody that I talked to this off season, uh, every time I asked about it, they, they expressed, expressed optimism. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, Cam Hayward talked about it, said he had been in contact with Stefan and, and expected him here next week for, for mini camp. And yeah, again, maybe it was a hard decision. You know, it's been hot the last two days. <laughs> yeah, it has. Maybe Stefan got out there and started working. He's like, you know what? I was torn to begin with. And this is the deal breaker or, yeah. I mean, I'm not putting hopes in our listener's mind. Maybe he wakes up tomorrow and like, that was the wrong decision. I, I don't know. I mean, but I wouldn't bet on that. Yeah, He's probably been thinking about this for a long time. Right. Or Tyson Alulu when he signed with Jacksonville the next day. He's like, ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We give you six hours a day live from the Steelers OTA sessions. Wes Euler and Arthur Motes taking the first three hours. Matt and I taking you through the uh, – the completion here of the six hours of continuous radio. Uh, We're going to take a break here. We'll bring it back for hour three right after this. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. 